So a guy is driving down the road and he sees a sign by like a roadside shop that says talking dog for sale. So he goes inside and he asks the guy, hey, can I meet this talking dog? And I says, sure, yeah, go ahead. He's out back. So the guy goes out back and starts talking to the talking dog who instantly starts telling him about his life. He said, you know, I lived through the depression and I lived in the shanty town in Central Park. Uh, but once we made it out, uh, I was living uh, through the Gilded Age. And in the 40s, I went to fight overseas. And I was there in Iwo Jima when we planted the flag in the ground. And I fought with General MacArthur. And then in the 50s, I was always hanging out with Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. And uh, I actually went on a couple dates with Marilyn Monroe. And the guy says to him, my God, this is fantastic. And he runs over to the shop owner and he says, this, this dog is extraordinary. He's got these amazing stories and he can talk and tell these stories. How much do you want for him? I'll take him right now. The shop owner says, 10 bucks. And I says, 10 bucks? How could a dog with such extraordinary stories with the ability to talk and tell those stories only be worth 10 bucks? And the guy says to him, nah, he's a liar. He's never done any of those things. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in to yet another special edition of TBL News The Pod, or if you're watching us over there on TBLTV.tv or YouTube. TBL News, the video pod. Why is this one special? Well, they're all special, but this one's particularly special. This is the first time I get to sit side by side with my old friend Isaac Edelman, who's covering the pod of Watami Fire for TBL News. Before we kick off anything, Isaac, how are you? How's the weather in Florida? I'm doing good, Nick. The weather is always amazing in Florida. It hasn't rained in a while. That's interesting. It hasn't snowed in a while, too, but we know that. <laughs> that much we know. Well, uh, talking about things that are cold, just a little bit, we think that this Potawatomi fire uh, might be dying down somewhat. At least maybe that's some of the chit-chat going around. Maybe that's some of the rumors I'm trying to start uh, because I want the headlines. But... Let's dig into the numbers. You cover the fire. You know best. Uh, let's recap the weekend real quick. So week four begins with a Thursday night game at home against Enid. In-state rivals. Enid's a good team. A lot of their former players are now on Potawatomi. So it's kind of a fresh unit when you look at the Enid Outlaws. Potawatomi wins 102-91. But it wasn't all that pretty. KD Moore and Terry Mastin, they combine to shoot 10 of 17 from the floor. The rest of the team shoots 22 of 64. Again, not so pretty, right? So the difference was probably on the boards. Uh, Potawatomi snagged 62, Enid 48. Now, if I put you in a time machine and you go back to Thursday night, the game's just ended. Uh, Potawatomi wins by double digits, but I shot 30-something percent, a very unfire-like after that game, are you concerned about what's coming up? Are you concerned about this team at all? Not one bit, Nick. Look, the Potawatomi Fire are still undefeated at this point. And most importantly, Potawatomi is still getting contributions from their star guy, Deshaun mm. Munson. He didn't score 37 points like he did against Little Rock, but he still scored 18 points. And it obviously was enough because Potawatomi beat Enan. 102 and not 91 but something that can be of concern the fact that oh wait there's no concerns i really wanted to answer <laughs> your question with that because yeah, right. look potawatomi still came out with the w if anything you know 
Again, Potawatomi struggled, but they came out with an 11-point win. We saw earlier in the season against Rockwall that Potawatomi was close with its single digits for the first half, but in the next 20 minutes, they really turned it on. They ended up winning by 34 points. So, mm -hmm. like we said, this was unusual because Potawatomi never really pulled away like they usually did, but they still came out with the win, and on the box score, it's by double digits. True. So, so it seemed like this is a instance of them uh, suffering the fate of great expectations. If you come out on opening night, you play the defending champs and you beat them by 100 points, well, now you're supposed to beat everybody by at least 100. And on those nights when it doesn't happen, what you're saying is, hey, pump the brakes here, guys. They still won by 11 points and, and they're playing a good team and eated an 11 point win is, is nothing to sneeze at. That's what you're saying. Exactly. And for Potawatomi, they got contributions everywhere. Guys scoring in double digits. Munson, Hornbeak, Moore, Hexham, Harrison, and Mastin. <laughs> All in double digits. That's a ton of contributions. You don't need Munson to score 37 points when you have all of those players scoring in double digits. Now, that's that's a point I definitely want to get to in just a little bit when we sort of look forward is is what do we need to see for Potawatomi to be the champions this year? What what is it going to take for them to lift the lily? But we're going to put a pin in that one right there, Isaac. So as we talk about uh, how much Munson has to contribute versus how much you'd hope to see from guys like KD Moore and Terry Maston uh, and, of course, Lyle Hexham, uh, defending defensive player of the year. Um, we're going to get to that in just a little bit. But first... There was another game they had to play. They had three games in week four, which is rather unusual in TBL basketball. Uh, after the Thursday night win at home against Enid, they get a little rest, but then they drive uh, over to Little Rock to play the Little Rock Lightning. Is that true? No, no, they play the Lightning at home this time. Am I confusing the two games? Yeah, no, they, they hosted the Lightning. This time they hosted, it was the first game against Little Rock, which was actually a pretty close game. Um, this time they get Little Rock at home. Uh, they win this one pretty handily, 122 to 96. Um, seeing that the fires kind of clamped down defensively, I think. I think they made life real tough on Little Rock putting the ball in the bucket. Uh, but, but a very unusual thing happened in this game. Potawatomi got out-rebounded. Uh, they got out-rebounded 67 to 52. Doesn't happen very often. Nobody, not Deshaun Munson, not KD Moore, not Lyle Hexham. Nobody grabbed double-digit boards, but they still won by 26. Um, anything in this game stand out to you? Anything that made you say on Saturday night after the Little Rock game, whoa, we better look out for this as we now travel for an afternoon game tomorrow against Enid. Again, like I said earlier, no, not at this point. I mean, the Fire is still getting dubs, and that's really all they need. And really, there's no liabilities that we see yet. It's just one game where mm. you don't out-rebound the other team. Obviously, Munson did not get 19 rebounds like he did the other mm. night, but he still got eight. Yes, it's not in double digits, but there's still contributions. And like you said, the box score was 122 to 96. That's a huge margin of victory. Yeah. So, yeah, at this point, Potawatomi fans shouldn't be nervous at all. You're still undefeated, and you're still getting contributions from everyone, and the team staying healthy. That's always most important. Now, that's absolutely critical. That's one of those factors that you just can't prepare for. You know, that's a lot of the reason behind football teams getting good backup quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. That's why they're still worth a few bucks. My team recently got a pretty decent one, who I'm happy about, but we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. It'll be a long rabbit hole as we're too 
AFC East opponents uh, here on this podcast. So again, we're going to back it up. We're going to get back to our Potawatomi fire. Now, uh, Isaac, you just told us, uh, no, you're not concerned after that little rock game. Well, something happened Sunday afternoon in that Stride Bank Center. That was full of people wearing white t-shirts. It was a whiteout. It was an aggressive crowd. I talked to Chris Cox, the voice of the fire, yesterday. He said it, it was it was pretty pandemonious. I think that's a word in the Stride Bank Center in Enid, Oklahoma, on Sunday afternoon uh, for the fire. No regular rotation guy shoots over forty five percent. Another tough shooting night for the fire against Enid. Uh, Chuck and Deshaun they combine to go six of twenty two. Let's keep it simple. Isaac, what happened? Well, you can't shoot well every night. Maybe you can. I mean, the Potawatomi <laughs> Fire always are on fire. No pun intended. Yes, pun was intended. Anyway, <laughs> intended. The, the point is the Potawatomi Fire suffered their first loss of the season. And obviously the numbers do not look great. But again, even the best teams in sports do not play on fire every night. Even though the Potawatomi Fire will have the name fire every night. This one was a little bit of a story. Back-to-backs are unusual in TBL. <laughs> But this wasn't just a back-to-back. It was a traveling night on a back-to-back, meaning that Potawatomi hosted a game against Little Rock the night before, but then they had to travel to Enid in Oklahoma the night after. So obviously Enid had more rest, and Potawatomi Mm -hmm. could not focus on Enid because they had to focus on beating Little Rock the night before. Meanwhile, Enid could focus on Potawatomi for a few extra days. So look, I wouldn't be concerned if I'm a Potawatomi fan, but I would like to see more consistency. Obviously, Munson, 30% from the field. That's a concern. Guy, 25%. I mean, those numbers are just not good. And yes, a good excuse is you're traveling, but Mm -hmm. Potawatomi will be traveling a lot the rest of the season. So I would fix up on that. But again, it was only Potawatomi's first loss. Let's see how they rebound after a loss because we haven't seen that just yet. Right. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it all season. Uh, as you said, this is their first one. And now they've got a real challenge ahead of them. Uh, they get some rest. What would you say uh, when we were preparing for this? So they get five days rest, right? Yes. So they get five days of rest. Uh, and then they face two top teams in the Central. Uh, right now, I think Shreveport is also 6-1, and one, just like Potawatomi is. Of course, the Fire currently hold the tiebreaker from the opening night win. Uh, somebody that they haven't faced yet is the Wichita Sky Kings. They're 7-1. and one. They got a lot of Division One talent on that team. There's not a ton of tape on them yet, so I'm not going to put you on the hot seat and say, how do they dismantle Wichita? Um, we don't even need to dive into the details of what do they need to do against Shreveport. <sighs> Isaac... Is Potawatomi the type of team that goes about as far as Deshaun Munson can take them? Or or are there other elements to this team that can release and relieve the pressure off of Munson? Uh, And they can make a run at the Lily, even if he is going for 18, 8, and 8 instead of 37 and 19. Or, or, Or does he need to score 37 and 19? with eight, nine, ten assists in order for them to be a championship-caliber team. Let's not talk about winning a lot of games. Let's talk about winning that title. Does Deshaun need to be a superstar every single night? 
he doesn't need to because there's so much talent on this Potawatomi Fire team. But if he's able, if he's healthy, surely the Fire are going to want him to put up those large numbers because why not win by 15? Why not win by 20? That's always better than winning by two points. So again, uh, Shreveport, I do want to see um, Munson put up huge numbers again. And it's not asking for a lot. Munson won MVP last year, so <laughs> he does have high expectations. And believe me, he loves playing with pressure. I don't think he needs mm. anyone else on the fire to relieve the pressure off of him. But look, as long as Munson's on fire, the fire will win games, and that's all they need to do. Obviously, the regular season is not as important as the playoffs. As long as they win in the playoffs, they will be fine. But look, the regular season is the regular season for a reason. You mm -hmm. want to stack up as many wins as possible. And to be honest, Nick, it does start off with Munson. You know, it's it makes me think about uh, the 10 or 15 minutes I spent talking with Deshaun in the preseason. Uh, during that time that I spent with him uh, on an early iteration of TBL News, the pod, I don't even know if we had a name yet. Uh, times are moving real fast over here, Isaac, but um, this seems like a long time ago. But it was the preseason, and Deshaun said one of the things that he's really looking forward to about Lyle Hexham coming to the team was that it would relieve a lot of pressure. Uh, it, it would not require him to have to put up a triple-double every night. Maybe I'm picking apart what you're saying uh, in, with too much of like a newspaper editor's hat on. Like I want the big headline, like I mentioned before. Um, do you think that Deshaun Munson should shoulder that burden once again? And, and maybe he's not the type of player that wants to feel like he's got too much help. Maybe he's got that, that Mamba mentality where he wants to be a killer night in and night out. And, and a, a game like this last one against Enid where he's not the killer? Do, do, do you think a little bit of that pressure relief is actually bad for him and therefore uh, not only impacts his performance, but his team's ability to win? That's what the rest of the regular season is here for, Nick. We hmm. want to see that if Munson has an off night, what happens? Right now, Potawatomi only has one loss on the schedule. Let's see how they rebound after a loss. Hmm. Let's also see how they rebound when Munson is not playing well. Let's be honest, Potawatomi has the talent, but the contributions have been there. It's not like we need more contributions from people not named Munson. I just think Potawatomi needs to keep winning. If they keep winning, it doesn't matter what happens with Munson. Munson's going to put up very, very talented numbers, whether you want it or not. But we do need to see this Potawatomi team keep on grabbing W's. They're used to grabbing W's, but they're mm -hmm. not used to grabbing losses, and that's what just happened. So they're going to face a very tough Shreveport team who they already beat the first game of the season, but the first game of the season, season just it's started. All, it's almost a different season, yeah. right? You can't take a lot out of the first game. And the one thing you can take out of it, though, is that that first game, Potawatomi was on the road. They will be at home at Little Rock, and they are undefeated at home. So there's that. Undefeated at home. Isaac is undefeated at home. Isaac is undefeated on TBL News, the pod. TBL News, the video pod. Isaac, thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it, Nick. Thanks so much. Uh, this was a lot of fun, and now comes that portion of the show, which uh, the fan listening at home knows is all baloney and poppycock. I know darn well how I'm going to sign off, but I'm going to pretend I don't. 
Oh, what should I say here? What should I say? How about something along the lines of TBL News, the video pod, signing off. I'll be honest, I didn't say all that correctly, but we're the podcast is over now. Now we're fading out. Tell me about the final four. You're going to Houston. I'm going to Houston. See my FA route. I mean, this FA team is so talented. And I'm here in Boca. Why not watch them in Houston? I mean, you won't see FA. Oh,